Welcome to Arise. Today we're talking about arising out of the negative. With all the negative we face every day in the news, on social media, in our workplace, sometimes at the local store and even at church, there is, is there hope? Is there really something good going to come from all of this? Many times in my life, I have seen the hand of God take something that seemed really bad, I mean really bad, and turn it into something really good. I like to remind myself by saying this, what seems like a setback is really a setup. God doesn't waste an opportunity to do good for us when we give our life to Him. The key is to trust in Him that He has our future in His hands. One of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29, 11. I think I've said that before. But it says, for, your, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When we know that truth, we can rest in knowing that He has our future in His hands. So I say, how do we face the negativity each day and overcome it? Dorinda? Well, um, there are several ways. Um, I really believe that to overcome the negative, uh, we have to take our thoughts captive. Right. You know, because it all starts with that thought. And when we think it, if it takes root, um, that brings us sometimes to that negative place if it's a negative thought. Right. Uh, and we have to take that thought and we have to bring it to submission to the Lord, you know, and, um, and that, it, it, I was, I was thinking about this, it, it reminded me of um, our dog that we have, it's, it, we have a big dog that's outside, and when we moved to this new home, he, he kept getting out of the fence, and we bought one of those underground fences with the little collar, and um, now, it's been a couple of years now, we don't even have to put the collar on him because he thinks that that's his boundary, you know. So um, he doesn't know. He doesn't know to reprogram his thoughts into the truth that he can get past that, that boundary. And so many of us get in that place from time to time where we, we're trapped in, um, in that negative place. So it... it it's a choice, and um, it's just a reprogramming. I mean, I thought of uh, Philippians 4.8, and it says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So we have to reprogram onto those positive things. And that's what's helped me. Absolutely true. Didn't you have a scripture that uh, was hitting you? I do. Um, Isaiah forty five ten says, "For the mountains may depart, and the hills may the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed." Says the Lord, who has compassion for you. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, you were talking about training your thoughts. I think it goes a little deeper than that as well. We have to train our hearts and our minds to, uh, to process things through the lens of God yeah. instead of through the lens of man. Right. If we continuously process them through the lens of man, we get stuck in that negative. But processing them through the lens of God brings us out of that negative. It puts the joy back into our lives and... 
it takes us out of that, why is God letting it happen to me? Right. Why are all the bad things happening to me? Why, if God's so good, why is all this negativity happening? But it's not so much that he's letting it happen because he gave man free will. Right, that's right. So we have to look at things through God's lens, not our own. Right. I know a lot of people struggle with that. Why is God letting this happen to me? Um, and a lot of, it's hard. It is hard to get out of that mindset when so many things are tumbling down. It's like dominoes, you know, yeah. and it's, it is hard. And so I think it's important to know how, not only why you should get out of that mindset, but how, how do I get out of that mindset? How do I look through the lens of God? Because it's, just for your average person, they may not understand that concept of I've got to get out of the flesh. I've got to stop thinking about why is all this happening and focus on the kingdom. Like, you know, none of this stuff is going to happen once you're in heaven. So, First uh, John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes, our pride of life. It is not from the Father, yet it is from the world. Yes, that's good. So Absolutely. That kind of backs up what you yeah. were just saying. Yeah. I think what comes to mind for me when I think of trying to overcome negativity is being grateful, yes. having a grateful heart. Um, I think it's so easy to get caught up in our day-to-day things that we personally are going through mm-hmm. and we're looking inward and we don't see what's going on around us. Um, we don't see the everyday blessings that the Lord puts upon us or gives us. Um, we're just so blinded by our own selfish wants. And um, so I think a grateful heart is, is huge. Um, scripture says to, um, well, hold on. Uh, in Psalms um, 100, verse 4, um, this, this scripture often comes to mind when I am praying to the Lord because it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so when we are entering our prayer time with God, we're supposed to enter with thanksgiving. So we come to him and we are thanking him for all of our blessings. And that brings to mind to us all these things that he's blessed us with, you know, the list could go on and on, but we don't stop and think about that. Yeah. All we're doing is focusing on the negative, but boy, does that bring your mind off of that. Right. So entering his gates with thanksgiving, Father, you know, thank you for your whole list, you know, Absolutely. and you just keep going on. And then his courts with praise. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super important, um, yes, to be grateful and to have a heart of praise for God. Um, so anyway... That, that's what, how I personally overcome negativity, and I tend to be a more positive person if I stay in the Word, I stay in prayer, I focus on the things that um, I have to be grateful for. What I have told um, my, my kids when they're griping and complaining, I'm like, okay, give me a list of 10 things that you are grateful for. Because once they do that, it's like they stop focusing on the petty things. So... That's, that's kind of... That's the reprogramming. Yeah, that's the reprogramming. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, 
when I, yes, absolutely. When, um, I grew up in a lot of negativity and so I would tend to focus on negative instead of on the positive. And when I read this verse and I'm about to read, I thought, oh, well, this isn't for me to do. You know, it's not something that's just going to be natural. It's something that I have to do. And um, it's in Romans 12, um, 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable to the perfect will of God. And so we have to be transformed by renewing our mind. And the way we renew it is in his word. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't understand the word of God, but if you start just seeking it, it'll start opening up to you. It'll start becoming easy to you, and you'll begin to understand it. And the enemy loves to use that as, um, as fear. Well, I don't understand it, so I can't get in it. But the more I began to read it, the more it was like, wow, this is easy. Yeah. You know, and um, I had to get to a place where I did not, there's questions I'll never be able to answer why things happen. But that's where you just have to have faith and trust in God. Because that faith and trusting in God is, um, is what brings the blessing. And when we are grateful and take those thoughts and, and we bring them into captivity and then we um, praise him for what we have, the rest just kind of it chases us down and it gives us the peace that we need, you know. And so right now we'll be right back after these words. Welcome back. Today we're talking about arising out of the negative. We are facing that we are facing each day and staying with the hope of better things ahead. I believe one of the most important things is to have an accountability person to help us with our daily walk. What do you think, Jenny? Yes, I, I do. Um, and actually when you say that, it reminds me of a scripture in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 4. It's kind of the perfect example of why we need um, people around us to hold us accountable. So I'm just going to read it real quick. Um, there was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will be warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we good. all need those friends in our lives that mm -hmm. help us, you know, that hold us accountable, mm -hmm. that tell us, hey, you know, <laughs> you need to get yeah. yourself in line or, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that doesn't line up with the word. Um, we need those people in our lives. Um, forever, I, I was not part of a life, a life group. Um, I just felt like, ah, I mean, it's not like I did. I was a friendly person. I'm sociable, but I didn't really feel like I had to have those close friends that I made bonds with. Mm -hmm. um, but I went, I attended a women's uh, conference and it was all about forming those relationships and how you help each other, you lean on each other as iron sharpens iron. Right, right. Um, and so it was, it was powerful for me. It made me realize what I was missing and how the growth in me 
like no one was there to hold me accountable and help me grow spiritually. So um, it was it was amazing. So I have been I've since joined some life groups, and it's uh, it's been very powerful and growing a growing experience for me. Oh yeah, so. those numbers together. Yes, yeah. you know that made me think of um, back when COVID first came out, um, and you, you know we were just learning about it. Um, I kept the news on. 24-7. I mean, every waking moment, what was going on in the world? And I was being consumed by what was going on on the television. And um, my girlfriend, which is one of my sisters in Christ, she told me, she, she said, Dorinda, you've got to stop. Because I was just being sucked into all of the negativity uh, a lot of which I now believe were lies, you know, and I was just being consumed by it. And um, I, I'm so grateful for my sister, you know, yeah, that yeah. said, stop it, you know, snap out of this. You've got yeah. to stop. Right. And, um, and then it made me refocus and, and realize what, what was controlling me, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because so. you can easily get sucked into that negative. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's very absolutely. easily. Yeah. That's that all-consuming fear right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It just—it's like wildfire. Yes, it does. Yeah. Absolutely. It will spread, and, and you'll spread it. You know, because I was—I was putting that negativity on my husband, on my children, and in in people that I cared about. So, yeah. Yeah. Grateful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, whenever it first started, I was just like, you know. Um, in in fear and withdrawn from people and I'm the I'm the little old lady that goes around and hugs everybody at church mm -hmm. you know I'm the one that I've got to hug all the ladies before I leave you know and um man yeah before I sit down uh and withdrawals yeah. I mean it, it was it, it, it I begin to get depressed mm -hmm. because of all the negativity and I couldn't I feed off of the love of others and so um, when things started, I didn't realize I was analytical, mm. and I didn't realize how I became so, you know, used to my, um, my routine. And so I had to pull out some scripture real fast, and the one that I had to pull out was, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And that's in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it was so important for me to stay with that, you know. Yeah. I know our church took a big hit with that. <clears throat> it, uh, we're a very huggy church. We like to show affection. We like to let everybody know they're welcome. You know, this is home. Peniel is home. So when the uh, no contact order came out, everybody's like, <clears throat> it was frustrating. <laughs> Nobody could give hugs. So that was a big setback for a lot of us. And letting that fear and stuff get on in, in your soul, it's so easy to go, well, I'm just going to stay home today. I'll just watch it online today. You skip it that one time. It's so much easier to skip the next time. And then before you know it, your Bible's on the shelf. And <clears throat> you're not picking it up. You're not studying. You're not diving in. You're not seeking and it's so important to have somebody go, what are you learning? What are you reading? Let's get together. Let's have coffee. Let's 
talk about it. Let's grow. Yeah. Um, you talk about joining those life groups. Man, I was an introvert like crazy. Um, I would stay in my house and be happy for the rest of my life. And my sister kept, kept on and kept on and kept on. And finally, she got me to go to one of Miss Bobby's Bible studies. And the more I dove into it, the more I learned and the more I understand that I need that community. Yeah, that community is what gets us through everything. You know, um, many times we think that we don't need that community, but we definitely do. We need each other. And that is just the enemy's laws to separate us from one another because the more we're separate, then like the scripture said, we fall alone and it's hard to pick ourselves back up. But when we're together, we're united and we're not a cord easily broken. So I implore you today, if you've been thinking about doing a life group or thinking about being part of a women's group or anything that's going on that at your church, you know, go ahead and join it because it really will make a difference in your life and it'll, it'll bring a hold. And nowadays they're doing some of it Zoom. Join that. Um, it's all very important to be together. So until next time, we thank you for joining us. Well, wasn't that an amazing episode about arising out of the negative? Man, you know, for me, growing up in, in such a negative environment at times, it was so hard for me to learn how to do that. You know, I'll hear pastors say all the time, arise out of the negative or don't be negative. And I'm like, well, how do I do that? I don't know how. And so I want to just take a minute and talk about the how-to. All right, so number one, you know, is we're going to be talking about Colossians 3, 1 through 17, if you want to go in there. And it's talking about self-discipline over either the battlefield of the mind. And it, it starts with you having to have self-discipline. So where do you start? Number one, you need to know who we are in Christ. And knowing who you are in Christ will definitely help you out. If you Google who we are in Christ, you will come up with a list either from Joyce Myers or any other many people and there's a list of scriptures that tell you who you are in Christ. I recommend to read them every day and, and claim them over your life and say, yeah, I may not be that person right now, but I'm, I am that person through Christ. And I promise you that more than anything else in this world will make a difference in you and you will rise above the negative in that instance. The next thing we need to renew our thought life, and that's part of how we do that, focus on, on the things above, a new standard having uh, in our mind, not allowing the negative to take over. So one of the ways of renewing your thought life is taking out those scriptures and meditating on those scriptures on a daily basis, keeping your mind focused in on those things. Um, Paul talks about that in the Colossians and making sure that you keep that mind focused on what Christ's word says. The more that you meditate on that, the more that you spend every morning going over a few scriptures or maybe one scripture that you really like and do that scripture all day that day and the next day do that scripture all day that day. 
um, or take two or three. Put them on postcards around your bedroom, around your house, under your light switches. When Every time you turn on the light or turn off the light, read that scripture. Put it in your, um, where you're getting dressed in the mornings. Put it in your car, um, at your workstation. Making sure that you keep that word in front of you is key to overcoming um, the thought life. Very important to to get to just overcome yourself in the word of God and who God says you are. The next one is recognize your old life as dead. So don't leave the crack in the door opened at all. You know, your old life is dead. And once you become a new creature in Christ, the old has passed away and the new has become. Talks about you can't put old wine and um new wine and old wineskins because it won't work. You have to let go of the past. And again, one of the ways to do that is taking the scripture and making sure that you keep your eyes focused on Christ, making sure that when the enemy comes to tell you you're no good, maybe somebody else tells you that, or maybe you think they don't like me, or, you know, going, going here is, you know, it's all right, you know, it, it's no big deal. But inside you have that little nudge. That's the Holy Spirit warning you that's a cracked door and it'll let the enemy in. I promise you, I have a story when, um, when my kids were little, I went out and um, went out to a bar and you know, I told my friend, I was in the Bible reading the word and I said, I'm just going out for a little while, it's no big deal. And she warned me and said, Bobby, that's not a place you should be right now. And I thought, mm, I'm not worried about it. She goes, you're gonna open a door to the enemy. So I did. And I went anyway. The next day, my one-month-old baby got pneumonia, and there was nothing that they could do. I knew then I opened that door for the enemy to come in because God doesn't give sickness. The enemy does. And God's love and grace and mercy that he gives so freely healed my child, and I, and I didn't have to reap the consequences of anything further. But... It could have been a lot worse and but I thank God because he gives us mercy and grace and gives us so much love to get through that the next thing is we have to release bad habits we have to take off the old um, we gotta let go of those bad habits whatever you feel in your spirit is a bad habit and get you a, um, a buddy that can help you recognize those bad habits and maybe try one at a time but remember this you don't have to have the strength to stop bad habits. God gives you the strength. And so many people think, well, after I quit doing this, then I'll go to God. It's the opposite. Once you come to God, he then will give you the strength for you to overcome the bad habits. And then the other one is replace them with new ones. So maybe you used to go out and party. So now go to a Bible study. You know, maybe a Bible study is, it'll help you with friendships, it'll help you, and you think maybe that's boring. I've never been to a boring Bible study these days. They call them life groups, circle groups. Um, there's all different kinds of what they call them today, but they're just a group of people, like-minded like you, who get together and study the Word and get and really make a difference in your life it really does you get closer you understand people are struggling with some of the same things you are and that really is 
helped me when I learned that they were struggling with some of the things I was, that I wasn't alone. Because the enemy wants you to think you're completely alone, but you're not. And so going to a small group, man, that makes the difference. And having people pray with you and pray for you, and you able to pray for others. And it just, that, I tell you what, from going out to the Bible study, it lasts so much longer than that just few minutes of party time. And then you get up the next morning and feel horrible. Where this, you get up the next morning and feel wonderful and you're stressless because you know you've got a team of members around you. You know, remember to do this. Number one, let the word dwell in you richly. You let the word dwell in you richly and you will have a rich life no matter where you are in life. Put on love and peace of God that in, and it can dwell in your heart. You have to say, today I choose to put on the peace of God. Something comes against you, you have to choose. Today I put on that peace of God. And then do everything in the name of the Lord with thanksgiving. So everything you do in a daily basis, do it with thanksgiving. Give your day to Christ and say, Lord, today I give you this day and I thank you for this day. And I do it with thanksgiving. And if you read in Psalms 51 and Psalms 30, which I'm going to grab and read real quick, Psalms 51, give me just a minute here, I'm doing this with one hand, it's just not good. Psalms 51, 10-13. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from the pre thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of salvation, and uphold thy feet free, th with thy feet free spirit. Sorry. With, uphold me with thy free spirit. Man, you know, the Lord is really amazing, and if you clean your heart, he will then, he will help you clean your heart. May God bless you, and I thank you. Remember, the battlefield begins in the mind, so fight it off with the word of God. God bless you, and I just want to say thank you. Let me say a quick prayer over you. Dear Lord, I just thank you for these viewers today. Father, all over the world, that you are just going to renew their spirits, bring them, renew their mind, that the enemy comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy, but you come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And so I break, I ask that you break every chain that bounds their mind in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you and have a great day.